welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Cork, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. Hello, happy Wednesday. Hope you guys are having an amazing week. And hopefully we can share some different easy hormone hacks for you today that can help you with your cycle. So obviously today's conversation is for the women. And again, when it comes to period problems, this is where like our cycle can tell us so much about how our body is feeling and where it needs that additional support. And so when it comes to period problems, whether that be PMS or cramping or just any kind of like major kind of like cravings as well, even fatigue and certain things too, right before our cycle. Like oftentimes this is where our body is just kind of giving us that feedback and we can really do certain things with our nutrition or lifestyle or stress management, which we're going to talk about today that can better support us. And so our menstrual cycle all throughout there's going to be these natural shifts of their hormones. But at the end of the day, we post to kind of like hit this wall or be staying at home or be hindered by our cycle to do the things that we want to do. And so again, there is a lot that we can do to actually balance our hormones, better support our body to really reduce a lot of these different kind of symptoms that we may be experiencing throughout our cycle. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to start with the basics. Obviously, every everybody's kind of scenario is going to be unique to them. And the reason why too, like women's um, hormones are a lot more complex than men's is that we do have these shifts every single week throughout our cycle. And so when it comes to balancing our hormones, it's not just in one 24-hour kind of daily cycle. We're also looking at how things are shifting day-to-day throughout the weeks and throughout the month. And so again, creating that balance throughout each of our menstrual phases, or this is where, again, it can um, require a variety of different things. And so it's a little bit more complex, but at the end of the day, there are some very kind of like key things that we can take into consideration and we can just kind of focus on and try first. And that's what we're going to be diving into today. So obviously one of the big things when it comes to our cycle and the changes with our hormones, progesterone and estrogen are often the big kind of major primary hormones that are kind of shifting right throughout our cycle. And this is where, right, we've talked about estrogen dominance in the past. Um, and estrogen dominance is like estrogen is supposed to be dominant in certain kinds Kind of phases of our cycle. Um, and then also progesterone is supposed to be dominant in other phases. So again, sometimes the symptoms are actually coming from the like certain hormone levels not being kind of, again, optimally balanced in each of our different phases. And so with that, right, when we are looking at our hormones and we're looking at our symptoms and specifically right, right before our period, this is where a lot of those kind of PMS symptoms may occur specifically if progesterone levels are too low, right? So after ovulation, this is where our progesterone is supposed to increase. But if we're not 
ovulating properly, then our progesterone levels aren't as high as elevated as we want to. And then we can also not feel that optimal. And so again, when we are looking at ovulation, we have to remember that one of the key kind of components, the key purposes behind ovulation is obviously to kind of reproduce, right? We ovulate in order to kind of have babies and to reproduce. And so again, knowing that we also have to understand that if our body is stressed out, right? If our body is stressed out, it is if it is deficient, if it is kind of like not feeling like it is in a good kind of safe place in order to potentially have a baby, this is where, right, obviously it can affect our ovulation and therefore it can affect our hormones. So stress is such a, such a major component of healthy hormonal balance. And so when we are looking at supporting our body as optimally as possible, getting our hormones in check, we need to take in consideration of like stress management. So this can come from a variety of physical or psychological kind of forms, right? So when we look at stress, this can come, right, from overtraining, undereating, certain nutrient deficiencies. It can come from illness, right? If we are sick, right? If we're fighting a virus, if we also are going to kind of have like any trauma or injury or even like surgery sometimes too, right? We'll notice that that can really, really affect the stress our body's under and therefore to kind of affect our our cycle as well. Now it can be physical, right? But it can also be psychological because we also have to remember that our brain (laughs) and our hormones, um, specifically with our adrenals, they are very, very connected. So like if we're sitting there and we're stressed out and we like are just so anxious and we're just thinking about all of these things, right? We still have that same kind of stress response by our body. Like our body is going to still like produce adrenaline and cortisol and like have these different kind of biochemical processes that are going to be influenced by our thoughts and our feelings. So also taking in consideration those psychological factors as well um, and looking at stress, um, both physically and then also mentally and emotionally too. Because again, this really kind of can, again, affect our hormones and affect how our body is kind of going about (laughs) and functioning. Um, So stress management is a really, really important key. So one of the things I often recommend is obviously like do a stress inventory, look at certain things, ask yourself like, am I training seven days a week for two hours, right? Am I doing a lot of cardio? Am I doing a lot of running? Um, Am I sleeping well, right? Am I eating enough calories? Am I eating enough protein and carbs and healthy fats, right? So really kind of look at different factors and do a bit of a stress inventory. And then also look at those psychological components, right? Like, Am I happy? Am I stressed out? Like, am I dealing with anxiety? Am I dealing with insomnia? Am I doing all of these different things? Like, am I happy with my my work, my relationships, these different factors? Do I feel like I'm living my life to my full potential? Do I feel happy? Do I feel content? Or am I constantly in this kind of emotional stressed out state? Right. So take some time to reflect and ask yourself those self those things. And that's where again it can help you kind of pinpoint the potential root causes 
and also what you can address. Now, there's also a ton of things that we can do to physically support our adrenals as well. So this is where obviously, as we talked about, sleep is such an important, important component for supporting our adrenals and our cortisol rhythm. This is also where we have we can do certain things in terms of even our exercise, right? Like making sure our exercise, like our energy output is in synergy with our nutritional intake, right? So this is where I see a lot of times people are dieting hard, right? They're under eating calories and they're overtraining, right? They're trying to lose weight. They're trying to push themselves, but like it, it's not in balance. It doesn't work synergistically. And so again, it's just like stress and more stress. And it's like, sure, you may lose the weight, right? Because you're in this major calorie deficit, but it can be a major stress on the body. And that's where we'll often hit that wall in time or we'll burn out um, or body will just feel super fatigued and depleted. So again, making sure that the habits that you are doing um, are not adding more stress to your body, adding more stress to your plate. And then even with that, that your nutrition, right? Again, as I mentioned, there are so many things that we can do with our nutrition to better support our body, whether that be um, making sure meals are balanced, making sure calories are adequate, including certain kind of adrenal supporting nutrients. Um, There's different vitamins and minerals and stuff, which we can kind of dive into in a little bit here. That can also be super supportive of just helping your body manage stress, right? And not get too depleted. And that's where as well, if you know you are, for example, in a scenario where you can't necessarily address the root cause, right? And you are going to be in this scenario where you do have to kind of ask a lot of your body, whether that be you're just have a very demanding career or you're training for something, right? You're training for like some event or anything. Competition prep is a prime example, right? Like we know we're going to an extreme. We know we're pushing our body and stressing our body out. But even with that, there are a lot of different things we can do to just reduce that stress and also support our body and increase our stress tolerance. So we have more of a capacity for certain stressors without it having that negative, negative impact. So again, nutrition is super, like super, super impactful for that. Certain supplementation can also be very supportive of that. And then again, making sure we are staying on top of certain kind of like lifestyle habits, healthier habits, um, and then also including that self-care and that stress management to not add more psychological stress onto your plate as well. So stress management, very, very important for our hormones. This can really help kind of bring progesterone in balance with estrogen at certain times. And again, really optimize just our cycles overall. And a lot of times the symptoms that we experience throughout our cycle, specifically with PMS, can be due to kind of either too high or too low of those kind of primary hormones. Now, another really, really important part that we have to remember for our hormones, specifically estrogen, um, and we've talked about this before, but like it's really, really important and to pay attention to your gut health, your digestion, and your bowel movements. So if you're dealing with chronic constipation and it's like, you'd be shocked at how many people I know who like I've worked with and I've talked to and stuff and that have said that they poop like every three, four days or something. And it's like, your body is like one of the most important parts about eliminating toxins is having healthy, regular bowel movements. So if we're constipated, not only are we kind of not eliminating toxins effectively, but we can also be reabsorbing a lot of those excess estrogens that our body is trying to get rid of. So again, if you're dealing with constipation, 
address it. There's a variety of different things that you can do for that. And that's where, again, really focusing on your gut health can really impact your hormones as well. Um, And so with that too, like if there are certain things like you're not drinking enough water, you're very sedentary, right? You don't have enough fiber in your diet, whether that be soluble or insoluble fiber. You're not eating a lot of like refined processed foods or inflammatory foods, right? That can also add to constipation. And so again, any imbalances with your gut microbiome can also have an effect. So this is where we really want to support our gut, get our gut in check because it really plays into our healthy, healthy digestion, proper detox, and therefore to, again, our hormones as well. So it's oftentimes one of those, um, over the years, I've realized that oftentimes most root causes for specific scenarios, um, even autoimmune disorders, like I see this time and time again, usually a stress component usually a gut health component. So again, when we focus on these things, we can achieve this more kind of like healthy, optimal balance of and and health in general. So really looking at those areas. And again, why I always kind of tell people like, you got to take a holistic approach, right? Because these things are important and you got to, even though I specialize in hormones, like gut health is such a key component of that. So anyways, really support your gut address constipation, this can often have massive, massive benefits to our hormones, to our cycle, and therefore to reduce a lot of those period problems as well. Now, in terms of specific things you can do and that um, also have like a really big impact specifically with PMS or different period problems or cramping and so forth, right? Like one of the most common like nutrient deficiencies that I see is going to be magnesium. So magnesium is it, it is so important for so many biochemical processes in the body. It is depleted in, with stress. It is depleted taking birth control. It is depleted in so many de- various ways because the body really needs it and utilizes it. And oftentimes, like if we're not really optimizing our nutrition or prioritizing whole foods, we can often be deficient. So this is where if you are struggling with cravings, specifically chocolate cravings. A lot of people don't realize that this can often be a sign of magnesium deficiency. The other thing too, is if you're experiencing a lot of cramping, right? Whether that be period cramps or calf cramps or leg cramps or anything like that, or even headaches, right? Really paying attention to your magnesium intake. And this is where supplementation is extremely, extremely easy. Two little kind of side notes is that magnesium can come in a variety of different forms. So if we are looking at like a chelated form like magnesium glycinate, for example, it can often have a better absorption kind of and also bioavailability. So this can be really, really helpful for just helping ourselves kind of like increase your magnesium intake. But again, there's also different forms like magnesium citrate and magnesium oxide that they're kind of they're kind of absorbed a little bit differently than the body and differently in the sense that it can also like, depending on where in your kind of intestinal tract, it starts kind of beginning to get absorbed and everything. Um, This is where we can be very strategic with the specific forms of magnesium that we are kind of taking in order to support specific areas. So of course, you can take magnesium, but again, you can also be super strategic with how to best support your body. So oftentimes if somebody is not dealing with constipation, I'll, I'll let them know to kind of include magnesium glycinate because it is going to be more bio, bioavailable 
it's going to be absorbed better. Um, and it's just a higher quality kind of like, um, usually a higher quality product. So with that too, though, if you are dealing with constipation, this is where you can not only kind of tackle two birds with one stone, um, but you can be more strategic. And this is where kind of focusing on more of a magnesium citrate or oxide um, can actually not just help you with your magnesium intake, but it can also right help you with constipation too. Because, because magnesium is a mineral, um, again, it can also draw water in a sense to your intestinal tract and therefore to sometimes like depending on the dosage also have certain kind of laxative effects too. So again, we can kind of be like strategic about what we are, we're even taking with our supplements to best support our body. So little kind of side note there. Now, in terms of other kind of foods or other like either supplements or three or nutrition to also pay attention to is focusing on more anti-inflammatory foods. So this is where your omega-3s are extremely, extremely helpful. And so this is going to really kind of help obviously reduce inflammation. And when it comes to inflammation, it can be a major stress on the body, right? It can also affect constipation, right? And it's like, this is where we can often have a lot of those kind of like cramps or headaches or those other PMS symptoms due to simply increased inflammation, right? Our body's just really inflamed. And so again, paying attention to those things and being like, okay, like what are the specific symptoms that I'm experiencing throughout my period, specifically right before, and how can I best support my body? Because as I mentioned, oftentimes when we have these symptoms, it's not just your body trying to be an asshole to you and being like, you know what, you're just going to stay at home today and you're going to feel like shit. But it's like really trying to tell you like, hey, I'm struggling here. I like, I need some support here or this is what I'm dealing with. So again, when we're actually able to kind of become more in tune to our bo- with our bodies, listen to our body, understand that certain signs and symptoms specifically with our menstrual cycle can be be huge indicators on different changes we need to make with our lifestyle and with our habits. This is again, where we can work with our body a lot more. We can reduce a lot of these symptoms. We can feel better overall. And then we also right realize that our menstrual cycle doesn't have to be this like horrible ordeal once a month. Right. So anyways, Finishing this off with just a reminder to take care of yourself, (laughs) listen to your body. Um, If you're struggling with any hormonal imbalances, period problems, PMS, anything like that, do not hesitate to reach out. But hopefully that gives you a few things to just pay attention to. Those are kind of like just basic, like foundational things that we can pay attention to if you are struggling with your menstrual cycle, if you're struggling with period problems. And they can often help because a lot of people are not covering these basics, right? And they're struggling month after month after month. And it's like simple little shifts um, can make a massive difference. So anyways, enjoy the rest of your day and talk to you guys again tomorrow. Bye guys. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps this podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Clark. Until next time.